Yo fam, how's your overall wellness doing? Because I know one place that I take care of all of my health and wellness needs for. And that's tuliptreegardenco.com. Not only they got the greatest online shop for all the eclectic, unique gifts that you can find. Their farm stand is fantastic. But what they really specialize in is 63 acres of hemp farm that produces full spectrum CBD. Full spectrum? What does that mean? Well, that means that every cannabinoid in the hemp plant is extracted and used in their products. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. They have every product for your overall wellness. Go check them out. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. All right, let's light this baby up. Yo, Top of the Morning fam, how we doing? Good one today. The Boomer returns. All hail the king. He has uh, made time out of his busy vacation life down there in sunny Florida to call in and talk about the Packers and the slap heard around the world. Hey, last episode, fantastic. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing that episode with a friend. Mental health check. Get it. Yeah, buddy, we are back. It's been a long time, Boomer. You and I, solo, mano y mano. It's, uh, it's great to see you again. I mean, you're down in Florida. I'm up here in Philly freezing my rear end off today. But uh, how you doing down there? Well, I can tell you it was it was frigid. It was a frigid 74 when I stepped on the tennis courts <laughs> this morning at 8 o'clock. I'm <laughs> uh, just actually uh, loving and having an opportunity to cover for my sister who is the uh, primary uh, caretaker for my mother and step in for a couple of weeks to give her a little break to go have some grandkids uh, mm. time. New grandchild, um, Owen Kirkman, Amos, uh, this last week. And uh, Welcome so it's to been really lovely. Yep, you bet. Lovely uh, getting to spend some time with my mom and uh, yet a second uh, massive uh, out uh, uh, ice storm uh, will start later this afternoon. It goes 24 hours. So power outages going to be crazy. And then they're looking at five inches of snow on Friday. So I'm I'm in the right place. <laughs> you sure are. You sure are. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, Packer Nation has been uh, fantastic in supporting the Acme Army. Make sure you're out there following us guys on Twitter at Acme underscore Army. Uh, right now we will have a name change coming up here as soon as the Boomer gets back and uh, back in the saddle up there in northern Wisconsin. But make sure you're following him on Twitter as well, at Belted20. And uh, guys, the... Last 48 hours uh, have been fantastic for us specifically. Um, the you know the numbers from the weekend came in from the last podcast, uh, the mental health check that uh, Jamie and Jeremy joined me for, and uh, wow, the numbers were fantastic. So that means you guys were liking, listening, and sharing that episode with friends. And, uh, you know, the response on Twitter was fantastic. So just wanted to make sure you guys right off the bat knew how much we appreciated that. And uh, the feedback, again, was amazing on Twitter. And I know there's a lot of other guys that reached out, which was no surprise, I guess, but a big surprise. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that people, you know, uh, responded to it. But uh, it was great to hear stories from other guys. And we're going to continue that a little bit in the future and uh, and have some of these other you know great stories on the show so i uh, hope hey. everybody uh you know i hope everybody again can uh, continue to listen and uh, and forward that on because that's one of those episodes that is timeless and it is not one that is uh, related on current events so uh, appreciate you guys hey tip of the cap to you jeremy and always jamie uh it was a fantastic wish i could have been a part of it uh, my uh, responsibilities down here kind of kept me uh Kept me away, but a fantastic podcast, um, you know, and these are the kind of conversations that uh, people need to have. Yeah. So with yeah. that being said, 
Boy, oh boy, we got some things yeah, going boy. on in Green Bay, don't we? <laughs> I mean, it's been quiet, but we had great. I mean, today we had Matt LaFleur again on uh, on the podium and, and answering questions from reporters. We had Brian Gutekunst on yesterday. It just seems like right now we're in that off season where people's hopes really need to kind of cool down a little bit. We need to pump the brakes on, we need to get Julio Jones. You know, Jarvis Landry, Landry, last I looked, he was looking for $20 million a year. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, you. these are these are bonkers numbers, right? Uh, we could not afford MVS. We had to get rid of Devante just to be able to fit in, you know, Devontae Campbell, Jared well, Reed, Wazul Douglas. I mean, that's we, we got the payoff right now. But with $15 million, Ken Ingles, I don't know if you've paid attention at all to Ken Ingles at all on Twitter. Uh you know, he broke down the cap so fantastically. We don't have a lot of money to spend right now. I mean, it, Goody, is, it's effectively zero right now. $15 million means we got draft and we got money to churn throughout the season. And, hey. We listened to Gutekunst yesterday, though. You know, he talked about, you know, we, we did everything we possibly could to, to get Devontae Adams back. And ultimately, Gutekunst said he was convinced that under no circumstances was uh, Devontae Adams going to play for the Green Bay Packers this year. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it necessitated what happened uh, is what it is. It's terrible. I did hear, um, I'm not sure if it was Gutekunst who said it or one of the other gentlemen, but it was an interesting take. And that says that the Packers are now sort of headed in the direction of the New England Patriots. Uh, possession receivers moving the ball down the field, first downs, ball control, keep the defense fresh and kick some ass. And that's, you know, that, that worked pretty well for Tom Brady. I was also from Gutekunst uh, uh, buoyed uh, by his basic statement that Aaron Rodgers is never going to play for another team. Yeah. So maybe we can just take all this off-season trade talk. He may retire at some point, but he is currently signed for the next four years to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Let's move it on. I'm tired of the drama. Let's just keep rolling with this. And I'll tell you what, Tom Brady did an awful lot with very little, at least very little um, contract wise at the wide receiver position. And I, I think, again, we talked about this on the phone yesterday. I suspect that it may be two of the first four. I think, I think I could see us taking a wide receiver at 22 or 28 and I could see us taking one well, with the second one, uh, a second pick in the second Yes. Yes. And maybe an offensive and defensive lineman or an edge guy yeah. uh, on those other two, other two. Um, we also looked at some tape of, uh, that uh, provided by, uh, the rock himself about Jaron Reed uh, and what, what that guy can bring. And if somebody Man. did somebody like a Davis or one of these D monsters mm -mm -mm. is available at mm -mm -mm. 22. Oh my God. Can you imagine having Slayton as just a, you know, we were expecting big things in a second year jump from him. Can you imagine him just being sort of a fill in guy, keep a guy fresh. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's it's, it's defense altering. Mm -hmm. It sure is. And you know, what was great. The rock report on uh, Packers.com. If anybody has not gone out there and watched it, it's a fantastic little clip on Jerron Reed, but what he sees against the Broncos is Jerron Reed, you know, lined up over between the guard and the tackle and literally his spin move is a split second ahead of T Teddy Bridgewater's. It's it's almost like telepathy. He knew where he was going, and the spin move was beautiful and blocked, you know, maintained outside containment on him. And uh, I don't know. We have not seen that kind of stuff from a number two in Green Bay, which is exciting as hell. 
It is, you know, and we talked with with Andy last week too about how how this might how he might be used and stuff. And 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 you look, he had in uh, three years ago, he had more sacks that year mm-hmm. than I, I believe uh, Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster have in their careers combined. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a guy that not only stops the run, um, but if he's not playing on the nose, um, boy, I would sure love to see Davis come in. <laughs> take that nose position and let Kenny and this kid go crazy. Um, uh, it's it's so exciting because here's the thing. Jerron Reed, when he had, in, that was 2018, he had 11 and a half sacks, yeah. I believe. 11 and a half, 10 and a half, one of them in yeah. there. Double digits yeah. Yeah, but for a big guy. That was, that was the uh, waning ends of a really good Seattle defensive run there too, right? Yep. What do you think? Jaron Reed is thinking about, hey, I get to play next to Kenny Clark now. Now I'm not going to be the focal point big guy in the middle. I mean, That's he's right. got to be thinking the same thing we've been talking about, Kenny Clark feeling, you know, to have this stud next to him the whole time. I, ah, It's a win-win. But what you said has to be addressed. At some point in those first four, another stud defensive lineman is only going to help him. And if it is Devonta Wyatt you know, or Phillips, at 22, you got to take it. Well, and bring it on too. If you've got Davis and Slayton to occupy the middle, freeing up uh, rotation on the on the defensive end, you know, in the three four, that that uh, three four five technique guy, that is that is just a tremendous way to, uh, to to keep going forward. I think as we'll get into with with offensive linemen, I think there's a, a lot of depth in this draft. I think there's a lot of guys that can come in, a lot of multi positional guys that are going to be available. Um, that's why at this point, I'm I'm leaning more towards that uh, that defensive lineman, the edge guy, uh, and the wide receiver as being. Then of course, always the defensive back seems to be yeah. like our our uh, our sweet spot and high. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the uh, offensive line tomorrow night with Andy, and it's gonna be a good discussion because you know that Bernhard Raymond. He's six seven three oh five. I'm in love with the big guys, you know, that are always in the top. 10, 15 picks year after year that we never get to sniff, you know, and we got to find gems in the, in the coal mine, like Bakhtiari in the fourth round, you know, and um, sure he's the best offensive line, but how many of those do you hit on? You know, it would be nice at one point to say, Hey, Trevor Penning sure would look good in green and gold. Yep. <laughs> and no, Absolutely. He's just such a beast. But and when and- you talk about Raymond, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, what, what, what gets me more excited and you don't have to go very far, mm-hmm. just the opposite end of that same offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right tackle there is a four position guy. Um, and he's, he's, he's a guy that he's, a, he's exactly what we look for in a, you know, a guy play tackle mm-hmm. can play guards. Um, and, and not, uh, not, uh, Raymond's going to come off the board way before him. That's that's a you know yeah. third, fourth, fifth round guy. Yeah, and there's a ton of them out there that really seem yeah attractive. Big guys, and, and you know what? The offensive linemen right now they're not what we you know we're the evolution has been drastic. You know since Refrigerator Perry. You know he was <laughs> he was just so big, right? Now these guys are 300 pounds, but they're five percent body fat. You know. I mean, Bernhard Raymond was a wide receiver to a tight end to an offensive lineman. You know, that kind of trajectory and being 6'7", Eric, I, I just look at that and go, okay, so that's a Packer player that is, you know, the later rounds, unless we're going to move up and grab one of those studs again that, that's fallen into the 15s. I, I, I'm, just, I'm not down with it. 
another point I want to talk about, though, is LaFleur said in his discussion, you know, we need a wide receiver to stretch the field. And it circles back to what we said in the beginning with us not having any money. And again, go follow Ken Ingles. You know, GSAT TV does a good job uh, breaking down where we are salary cap wise as well. But we don't have any money to spend, right? And all these, you know, the, even the Will Fullers, you know, these people that are, they're just not going to be able to be um, fit underneath the cap. So when we talk about these field stretching wide receivers, there is only one. His name is Jameis Williamson. I mean, that's just where he is. It's, Jameis Williams is the fastest field stretching, you know, best catch guy out there. Everybody, though, I mean, how do we put this? D Daniel Jeremiah, I, I just, I, I used to like him. You know, you put up these mock drafts where you get two wide receivers in the first round right now. It's like you know nothing about Packers. You've put no time into it. You're just throwing like your, here's your big board. I'm going to throw the two highest rated wide receivers there. Boom. Great. When Matt LaFleur says wide receiver to stretch the field, I immediately erase Traylon Burks from my mind. Yep. Okay. And that Agreed. was a guy a month ago I was going, man, he really would look great in the winter, rumbling and stomping over Bears defensive backs. May I may I make one point just to, to, to further illustrate the point you're making? That is, when we were having these conversations, mm -hmm. Devontae Adams was a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, without MVS right now, I mean, we need to get back to that field-stretching receiver. So then that's, of course, going to just jump on the whole Chris Olave at 22. you got to take him, you know. Rico Gafford. Actually, Guys, you know, we got we got three field-stretchers, three burners on the practice. Well, I guess they're on the roster at this point. Can they catch? Win yeah. Well, Winfrey, <laughs> Win Winfrey had a four-catch, 100-yard game for us. Uh, he yeah. did have that big fumble. Yeah, a couple um, but. We got, some, we got some guys. I, I don't think we're going to take two in the first round, but I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever yeah. if, if, if Williams well, is sitting there at 22. Well, I would love – if Jamison Williams is available, he's my number one guy. Like I said, I would take him at 22 versus taking a Penning or having a Bernard Raymond at 28, right? I would take Williams because I think that's the kind of unbelievable player he can be. But nobody's talking about Christian Watson in the first round right now. And I just keep thinking, like he says, field stretching guy. Watson was four three six in the forty. His Raz is exactly what the Packers are going for, and he's a fucking big guy. And if you look at his highlights, not only is he catching screens, not only is he getting you know deep balls and making great hands catches, he's also taking handoffs on on on, on jet sweeps and making huge plays. I I don't know if he's not one guy that we are not talking about in round one because he's not going to be available for us in round two. He's not going to make it to fifty. But I just I, – I, I think when somebody's talking about you have to have a receiver, what happens when the run on receivers goes? Then where are we going to be? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be real situational. See how the runs work in this first round. I, I You know, the Tampa Tornado was my first, uh, my first love affair at wide receiver in this draft. <laughs> and I, I'm not convinced at this point, given, um, given the givens, that he's not going to be somebody – we couldn't, and you know, we talked earlier um, about potential trade backs. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that he isn't a guy that's, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he'll probably make it to our, our second round picks, but I don't think he's going in the first round. I think he's, I, th I think he's going to be available in that second round through the 15th or 20th pick. I don't think he's going high. I don't know why, given 
only based on his the the level of college football he played um in his testing i think he had didn't he have just like a 10 perfect yeah. grass score mm-hmm. i mean and that's that's something you can work with um and he is a hands catcher like you said which is which is yeah. so important for uh, you know aaron Rodgers. yeah uh, you want to you want to get trust and and one more thing about potentially taking too too high um two receivers high in the draft um versus somebody like a Jarvis Landry or bringing in somebody that we can't afford mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. But those guys, they're, they're starting from scratch with Aaron Rodgers too. I just yeah. assume start from scratch with a guy who's going to be here for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an affordable draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole bunch of really competent. And when you mentioned earlier, Chris Olave can step onto the field mm-hmm. week one. Um, and the way he runs routes, the way Rogers loves that back shoulder and the way this kid plants and gets to the outside, um, can track a deep ball. I mean, he could catch I, a deep ball, you know. Right, and I don't, th- I don't see him going. I mean, I, before twenty-two, I don't think you know, he may be well be available at twenty-eight. It'll be real interesting to see how the rest of the world evaluates these guys because we don't know anything. I know, I know <laughs> no, but you, I like tapes. But yeah, know? but the tapes that I just saw about my, you know my new favorite wide receiver of the week, my new flavor of the week, who is healthy, well most of the time is George Pickens. The guy catches everything with his hands. He tracks deep balls and dives full body. He tracks with his hands. I mean, we talked to, I I fell in love with the physical highlights and everything else that George Pickens had going on. But man, the guy catches and is a hundred percent effort all the time. And he's not a small guy. He looks smaller to me on tape where I wrote him off as a under six, you know, six foot kind of guy. He's He's six, three, isn't he? He's six, three. He's 6'3", 190 pounds, a little room to grow, but he's nasty. And I I don't know. There's just well, the, the Christian watching George Pickens thing. I was talking myself into how do we do that? We have to trade down at some point. If you trade down from 22, you're going to get two second rounds, right? Two more second rounds So right. from, from a value position. So be very interesting. And those those two guys, I think, and he's another one, and I don't understand why. When you walk, watch this kid block, you know, you know how much. I mean, I think he may be he may be number two or number three on our board. Um, because of the way he plays, he's not, he's not burner, but he's four, four, two or whatever. That's plenty yeah. fast enough. And when you see yeah. how aggressively he blocks cornerbacks, there's a, there's a whole highlight tape of him just knocking dudes over. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that kid. I think that yeah. you, you might be looking at a middle of the second round with both he and Watson there. Yeah. And if, Wouldn't if, that be great? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly if we had, you know, that, that, that might be something that that's created by a trade down with the 28 or, yeah. or a trade up from yeah, from one from, of our from our first yeah. yeah i love him i love i love the guy because he is uh he went against sec dbs and all the players he went against and when he played against cincinnati last year he's going against you know sauce gardner who's going to be a top 10 cornerback pick this year he was just a player i loved him i loved him uh jameson williams and george pickens would be my you know my dream team but dream. christian absolutely christian watson is so much fun to watch. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't give him enough time. So anyway, we should stop talking about receivers because people are sick of talking about receivers. But we do got to talk about Robert Tunyon. He's a guy uh, that Spotrack had estimated at ten million dollars this year. He signs for a one-year, three point seven five million dollar contract. Eric, you were right on the nose. Listen, boom, boom, Big Daddy. I got to do this publicly. I'm sorry that I gave you shit about uh, you know you not understanding what Spotrack was saying, but you were completely right on 3.5 is where you're going and he signs a one three point uh, one year 3.7 million dollar contract now it does have a void year on there everything has a void year which is right. really which is really interesting all the time Russ ball yeah yeah i thank you everybody's got crazy void years but there's no nobody has void years like uh Taysom hill am i right 
Uh, you mean the new tight end from uh, New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, he could do it. I mean, that, that kid's just a football player. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just the kind of kid you love. I, I just, I just, it just still makes me sick. We tried to sneak him on the practice squad. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I know, I know. His contract this year is, uh, it, it's crazy. But he's got dead money this year. If they were to cut him this year, Taysom Hill cut from. New Orleans Saints, a $28.9 million cap hit on him. Next year, it's a 23.7. Then it goes to 9.85. You know, they can't cut him till really, you know, 2025. So make do any way you can with him. That's for damn sure. But I'm glad to see Robert Tanya back. And, and you know, LaFleur even said, he walked into the office. The guys just, these are different specimens of people. You know, an ACL tear to you and I, we're done. We're done. You know, we're, we're we're having a tennis ball machine. We know. weren't there to terrorize. <laughs> right. I'm just excited for him to be back because again, it's just another testament. If Devante is on our team, we don't have Tanya and Campbell, Razul. We don't have Jaron Reed, and we've already talked about those guys. Real, real excited about it. Um, there's just there's just something we do have to talk about, Eric, though, because we talked about it yesterday on the phone, and um, it's all over the world right now, and we just got to stray away because the smack heard around the world has been a big controversy, <laughs> and we got to touch on this because it's uh, it was something that that was I've thought about this, and I've spent more time than anybody should be spending on any kind of celebrities. Like I didn't watch the Oscars; I watched the highlight, like you know, forty five other million people did out there. But uh, the overreaction and the lack of anything has me spinning in my head. What was your take on that whole situation? Well, unfortunately, I, I too uh, liked the or I was unable to watch that. Um, we were watching Hidden Villages on PBS, <laughs> <laughs> touring through England, Scotland, and Wales, <laughs> which I would have to admit was interesting moderately. But so I woke up uh, the next morning and turned on to the slap heard around the world. And I, again, you know, you and I touched on this yesterday. Um, you know, if you go to a comedy club. Your your fair game, you know your fair game. This is this is an award ceremony that's an international event, and I, I think making fun of, of people's physical disabilities is inappropriate. What Will Smith did was completely inappropriate. Um, you know, to the, that kind of reaction. You know, it, it, I, I could have understood him uh, saying what he said because uh, it's his wife. Um, but but going up and hitting another person, uh, what kind of example does that set for mm. anything? Uh, it's just it's it's one. he's lucky he didn't leave in cuffs because mm. uh, that potentially could have happened. Um, and I guess I, I just it's surprising uh, it didn't happen. And I, I wonder no. if, you know, everybody has gone down the path of if it was this person or that person it wouldn't be like this. Uh, it's been, you know, made racial on Twitter. If it was a white guy up there. Uh, who was given the awards and a black person slapped them, vice versa. If it was a white guy that slapped a black person, I mean, it was just, if it was a boy, it was a girl, blah, blah, blah. The point is, like, you guys are paid $20 million, how much a movie. Um, Chris Rock is one of the, I don't know, I I'm big into comedy. So I know how, I know how fantastic he is. And Who's funnier than him? About, there's about three people, you know. You'd have to go Richard Pryor is in there, and I'd have to go Eddie Murphy. And um, and I'm not a huge George Carlin fan. I've been a comedy fan my whole life. Uh, again, he he brought he not that George Carlin wasn't great, but you know he brought too much politics into it. And at some point, now we're bringing um, what is big become a roast. Okay, the Oscars has become a roast. Anybody that comes up there, people are taking shots. Chris, Chris Rock did not know, you know, she's having alopecia. 
issues. Alopecia is not cancer. All right. This is not any, it's an issue that, yeah, it's caused by stress and your, your, your immune system, um, you know, attacks patches of your scalps. It's, it's great. It's not great. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. Like there's no way to have everybody know, Oh, this is why she shaves her head. She's a beautiful lady. I've only known Jada Pickett in some fashion or form to have extremely short hair. Right. So my, as a viewer, I looked at it and I was laughing right along with her husband, Will Smith, as he said, GI Jane, you know, and then it was just weird for somebody to go up there and assault a comedian, which here's, here's, here's what my, here's where I get defensive about comedy. Jokes are, are jokes, whether they're good or bad. And to be up there on stage and to host something, I was I was the announcer for the Monaco Bats. I understand what it's like to have adrenaline pumping. You're just trying to keep things moving along. You say a bunch of stupid shit. I'm not making excuses for Chris Rock, but understand there's different levels to what's happening. For him to, on national television, go up and smack him, now what happens when we're in comedy clubs? I go to comedy clubs often. I live in Philadelphia. Helium Comedy Club is, you know, one of the greatest clubs around, you know. You get already get enough from hecklers, but I just the precedent right now has has been something that is it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what the effects are of this. Because not that I was a big Will Smith fan, but I just it's just so shoddy and phony, and Hollywood is just so phony, and we have all this distraction now on Hollywood, Eric, and the world's burning yeah. around us. <laughs> I, I know, I know, and I, I again. I have a I have a different take, and and again I go back when you when you go into a comedy club, uh, you know Bob Saget, rest in peace, Bob, one of the funniest guys ever, <laughs> the most dirty, disgusting, big <laughs> lever. Nobody knows com- that. Nobody knows that. He's Danny. Well, just Google him. Just Google him. We can't even talk about this He's on a bad. family podcast. Funniest. What Bob Saget did, but but that's in a comedy club, yeah. and and when you're when you're in public, uh, making fun of a physical condition of somebody else to me is crossing the it. line. Hey, well, know. that's be it. Everyone knew it. It's been it's been since 2018, you know, since this stuff has been uh, out there. Uh, so I, I'm but, I'm a guy who doesn't follow but, Hollywood. So I the, that was the first I heard of it. Guessing so, I'm guessing so the, the, that's the great. This is we're a great example of two opinions in America. Ha, right. Hallelujah, just, America. I, hey, but but I'm not I'm not in any way a support uh, supporting Will Smith. Um, I understand. I understand a guy saying something mm-hmm. if you you know, besmirch his wife on national television about a condition she can't control. Mm. And that's that's one thing. That's saying something. Going up yeah, there I, and physically I, assaulting someone, you should go to jail. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's wrong to go up and hit somebody. But, but you know, so <laughs> I see fault on both sides. It's just really unfortunate. Just yeah. really unfortunate. Uh, and it doesn't matter what race you are. We're all, it's a human race, you know. <laughs> it doesn't know. matter. <laughs> you know, be kind. Be kind, people. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. Uh, it's just... <sighs> is what it is back to football it's just crazy <laughs> no it's just it's just crazy because it has such big effects on uh you know how people interact on uh you know twitter itself which is really you know one of our main sources of interaction for the podcast and, and where we find it and it's just interesting to like say hey guys both people woke up the next morning and regretted everything that happened both of them but the assault, I can't get over. I can't get over somebody on national TV uh, smacking the guy in the face, and uh, and people to say it was planned. <laughs> oh, that was scripted. That was. Hey, well, I don't know, man. Chris Rock's face was uh, all like, "What the?" And credit credit Chris Chris Rock for letting it die. Yeah, I mean, 
you, 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 uh, you know, could you have been mad at him if he would have pressed charges? No, he was assaulted on national television. Uh, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, just what a week, what a world we're in right now. Let's uh, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. Um, we yes, do sir. have we do have a couple more weeks though till the draft, Eric, which is exciting because we're going to be doing a couple more shows with Andy APAC and uh, Scorpion bre- breaking down <laughs> breaking down the positions. Now, what we have left is offensive line. Then we're going to group up you tomorrow know, night. Our, Yep, and then we're going to group up our safeties, cornerbacks together, and then we'll have you know our tight ends, uh, you know our wide receivers, running backs together. Well, and let's not forget too, we're going to have all kinds of fun with uh, with Andy's uh, project for the draft. Yeah, doing some doing some uh, mocking. We're all gonna we're all gonna do what we think good would do and what we would do ourselves. Yep, yep, it's fun because the-, the mock drafts right now have been crazy. I mean, they've been. If you can adjust the, uh, the 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 settings on PFF and everything else, guys, go out there, do that. Shuffle those settings. Don't just take it the ones that they're giving to you because uh, it's a lot of fun. There's going to be madness that happens in that draft, and uh, I couldn't be more excited for it. Well, you know, I have I have very, very carefully followed the Green Bay Packer draft for as long as I can remember. And when we do these predictions, I am extremely confident <laughs> that I am not going to be close on any of them. <laughs> Andy has been fantastic for the show. Uh, you he's, betcha. He's a great dude. Really appreciate him. But Thursday night, Eric, we got to give a shout out because we're going to be doing a podcast with a new podcast out there, guys. It's called The Patriot Show. These are four guys that are uh, some wild dudes, man, and they are a lot of fun to listen to. They they make me feel like we're back at the Little Brown Jug, uh, you know, having that corner <laughs> of the bar, and, uh, and we got the uh, dice and the cup in front of us, and we all got a beer and a shot of whiskey next to us, and we're just talking about what the hell is tequila. happening. Tequila. A little tequila maybe too, but uh, excited to have those guys on the show Thursday night, and uh, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. I, I, hey, this I is going to be a run of three days in a row. How cool is that? It is cool. We had, again, thanks though for last week, uh, the downloads. Make sure you go out there, keep sharing that mental health check. We're going to continue that series as well. Jamie, no last name. Love you to death. And uh, and I can't tell you, Jeremy Retz came on short notice onto that show and uh, knocked it out of the park, man. What a great day. He brings it. He brings it every time. Every time. All right, man. You got some final words before we head out? Uh, no, I'm just, uh, I've gotten done with the nebulizer, uh, cleaned the products. Uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> breakfast has been served i'm getting ready to go make some <laughs> take the lunch orders for the ladies uh, and then maybe grab a little sun myself this afternoon all right thanks everybody out there for listening to us itunes spotify google podcast and uh, share like with a friend we will be back tomorrow with another episode and looking forward to it looking forward to seeing your shiny face eric and until then go pack go brother yeah. from the fla 305, bro. Monroe (laughs) County. Arrive on vacation, leave on probation. (laughs) 